a brand new edition of Village Vice. He is Zach Blackerby. I'm Brad Law. Thanks for tuning in. You know, Fridays in December, Zach, used to be quiet. They used to be quiet. Not anymore. No, not anymore. Lots going on, lots to talk about today. And we'll start with football and the reports coming out that Robbie Ashford is headed to the transfer portal and will not be a member of the Auburn Tigers going forward. How does that impact what Auburn does from a portal perspective? How does it impact bowl prep, if at all? And uh, what does this mean for Robbie and, more importantly, for Auburn going forward? Zach, your initial reaction to this, are you surprised? Are you surprised about the timing? I mean, your your general thoughts. Yeah, I think the timing is the most interesting thing. I did talk to some folks earlier in the week, and I kind of made a comment like, yeah, I'm surprised more guys haven't transferred out. And they're like, well, there are some folks that aren't here anymore that we don't know if it's public knowledge or not. And I'm like, really? And it sounds like Robbie Ashford was one of those guys after that conversation evolved a little bit more. And so, so, okay, that's a little interesting. And then the reports coming out Friday morning that Robbie Ashford has entered the portal and the bias Wilborn, uh, the first to report that at least the first that I saw to report that he had entered the portal or was planning to enter the portal. So uh, I don't think it's a surprise in the sense that he's not expected to be on Auburn's 2024 roster. I am surprised of the timing. And there are some eligibility things that may be changing. There was a court that ruled that, you know, you can't limit the amount of transfers that players have, but that was a, it's a temporary thing. I don't think that's going to impact eligibility in 2024. Could be wrong. We'll see. We'll see what the verdict is on that. I, I hope he's not relying on that just yeah. for the sake of Robbie's ability to play. I hope that's not all that they're banking on. But it sounds like he's got a chance to graduate in the spring. Still, to me, I I don't know why you would... They've got to have more information, Brad, because I, I don't think we have the full picture because you don't want to sit out of a spring. like You don't want to miss going through spring somewhere. But surely they know more about the situation than we do. Yeah, you you would certainly hope so for, for Robbie's <laughs> right. sake and wherever right. he's going next. I, I tend to think that these guys do, a lot of them in the portal, and man, maybe I'm being naive, but whether it's the players themselves or their family members do some do a little bit of research ahead of time and and they they have an idea of where they'd like to go or where they might fit before making a, a final decision like this. So yeah. you certainly hope for, for his sake. And you're right, that there was a court that ruled that issued a temporary restraining order against the NCAA, which removes that double transfer uh, penalty, if you would, or, or the, the restriction on playing right away. So uh, and the NCAA immediately then came out and said, yep, we won't, we're, we're you know, we're not going to hold anybody back. Everybody's eligible to play right yeah. away. So, um, I, I don't know what, I don't know that Robbie was going to be a major force for Auburn as a quarterback going forward. Yeah. And so for him, not for Auburn, but for him, um, you know, if, if he wants to be a feature quarterback and take a hundred percent of the snaps, uh, the path to do that, I don't think was at Auburn going forward. So it makes sense for him. Right. Right. Him him getting away from Auburn makes sense because I, I don't I didn't really see as clear of a path to playing time. There's a chance he would have had red zone packages or something yeah. like that. But towards the end of the season last year, we saw those direct snaps go 
to Jarquez Hunter mm -hmm. uh, in the red zone where they would kind of act like it was normal. And then they would move Peyton Thorne out and, and Jarquez would get the direct snap. So I think the writing was on the wall kind of then, Brad. Yeah. But then again, we saw Robbie get some some relevant snaps in the Iron Bowl. So who knows? Who knows what it would have looked like moving forward. As far as pure quarterback, it seemed like Holden Gurner was expected to be QB2, and then maybe Robbie would have been QB3 mm -hmm. in that situation. I think he was just always going to be a gadget guy moving forward at Auburn. So he wants to be a quarterback. Props yeah. to him. He wants to be a quarterback. So he he should go try to be a quarterback. And so good for him for doing that. And I hope he succeeds wherever he goes. I do too. What's your favorite Robbie Ashford memory uh, at, at Auburn? When you think Robbie, what's the number one uh, like celebratory play or, or thought that comes to your mind? Yeah, I think the start of the year this season when he scored three rushing touchdowns um, in red zone, Robbie was born. I think it's either that one or it's throwing the iron bowl last year. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good, that's probably your best single throw or his yeah. best single throw. Um, I, you know, he had some moments last year, certainly leading the team at quarterback against Texas A&M and in that environment, uh, leading the comeback against Mississippi state that, that fell just a little bit short in sure. Starkville last year. Uh, those are, are some pretty powerful performances, uh, as a quarterback. And so we'll remember that and, and wish him well. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's reason for other schools to certainly give him a call. Yeah. So we'll see, uh, we'll see where he ends up. So now I'm assuming going into spring, unless something crazy happens, the quarterback depth chart will be Peyton Thorne as QB one, Holden Garner as QB two, uh, Hank Brown as QB three, and then Walker White yeah. as the true freshman being QB four. You got any issues with that? I don't know that I have issues with it. I do wonder though, does this change the portal strategy and, you know, does Auburn look for another depth piece in the quarterback room now, or do you feel comfortable with those four moving into summer and fall and the 24 yeah. season? Or, or would you like somebody else who has experience at the college level, maybe not to push Peyton for the starting job, but to provide some depth and a little more security in that role? You got to think that Hugh Freeze is not surprised. Yeah. When, when the news came out that, that Robbie was entering the portal, I, I can't imagine this caught Auburn and the coaching staff off guard. Good and point. so you got to think that this was expected going into the offseason. I don't think, mm -hmm. I don't think this news happens on Friday and they say, Oh my goodness, we've already got, it. I'm sure they've already had these conversations. And I think that conversation really starts and ends with Holden Gurner. Because yeah. it's like, hey, are you leaving? Because if you're leaving, we're going to go get somebody. You're not? Okay, cool. You've got a chance to start. Or you've got a chance to battle for, you know, reps this offseason. Now, could spring finish and it's clear Peyton's the guy and Holden want to leave then? Sure. And then I think they go out and get maybe a veteran backup or, you know, yeah. somebody like that. But as of right now, I don't think their decision is influenced by the news that happened today with Robbie. Yeah, you'd have to at that point if if you get in if you're down to two guys basically or three guys basically after the spring. I think four is the number, Brad. Yeah. I think they want four scholarship quarterbacks. Yep, I agree with that. I agree. Very important point, and I just want to echo it. Uh, everybody, pay attention to that. We don't think the coaching staff was caught off guard by this. Don't think that it was a surprise, and now they have to scramble. So if they haven't been really targeting quarterbacks up to this point, chances are that does not change. Right. I'm with yeah. you. I'm with you on that. All right.
Uh, let's move into a little uh, buy-sell action. It's a huge weekend, Brad. It's also a huge week where you could buy a house. Selling the Auburn area of locations in Auburn, Lake Martin, and Fort Walton Beach, Florida. You got to hit up our buddy Ross Kilpatrick at Exit Realty Anchor South. He, he's got you covered. Doesn't really matter where it is. If it's a place where you would want a house, he's got you covered. Um, you can call him at 334-402-0028 if you're buying or selling your home. They've got you covered. Ross with Exit Realty Anchor South, and he brings us the buy-sell segment every single week. Are you buying or selling that this Auburn quarterback room that Auburn currently has, it's the same room that they will start the season with in 2024? you buying or selling? Well, you'll have a true freshman who's who's added to it. Are you going ahead and you're putting him in the mix? Yeah, so, so the four okay. we just mentioned. So Peyton yeah. Thorne, Holden Gurner, Hank Brown, Walker White. Yeah, I'll buy that. I, I, you think I that's think, the same? That's yeah. that's the quarterback room at the start of the season. I do, and I think that's a little bit of a gamble because that's just not the way. I don't think that a lot of quarterback rooms that are in place right now are going to be the same ones that are in place in the fall. But I think it'll be the case for Auburn. I think the way you laid it out is logical, makes a lot of sense, and you feel pretty confident about where your team is with that group. Yeah, I think. I think Holden will say, okay, I can be the guy here after Peyton. I don't know what Holden's value is in the portal if he were to enter it because yeah. it's just like, hey, I was really, you know, I was a coveted quarterback coming out of high school, but that's, you know, a lot of guys can say yeah. that. So, yeah. He'd, go I, somewhere, he, he'd be going somewhere to compete and there wouldn't be a guarantee. He's, yeah, he, he's not uh, Riley Leonard going to Notre Dame or anything that's like right. that where it's guaranteed. That's right. Yeah, I, I'm buying it too. I'm buying it, too. I think if you would asked me that a week ago, I would have sold it, but I'm buying it now. All right. Auburn lands a portal commitment this weekend. You buying or selling? You'd have been right a week ago, too, because the Robbie news wasn't uh, at that time. You'd have been talking about a five QB room. So that's true. Yeah. Um, all right. Auburn. Yeah, I think so. I think it's probably time. I think the portal window has been open for almost two full weeks and guys have started visiting. I think this is a big weekend for visitors. And so, yep, I will buy that as well. I'm two for two. I'm buying. Uh, I'm buying it too. And and I'll, I'll throw out a few names that I think it could be. Penn okay. defensive lineman, Joey Slackman. I think he's a guy that would make a ton of sense. 6'4", 300, moves really well. I think you could put him at multiple spots on the defensive front. Jalil Skinner is a former Miami tight end. He reminds me a lot of Rivaldo Fairweather and Micah, uh, Micah Riley. Versatile. Uh, explosive tight end, more of a receiver than a traditional tight end. I don't, you don't love his blocking. In fact, that's why Miami didn't want him. Talk to some folks in Miami. Um, it's just not how they want to use their tight ends. They didn't think he was quite agile enough to be a full-time receiver. So hmm. that's a guy that I think we saw Auburn use successfully last year. Could he be the guy after Rivaldo Fairweather? We'll see. We'll see. So I, okay. I would expect, um, I'm watching him closely. And then one more, Brad. Um, Fernando Carmona Jr. He was the left tackle at San Jose State yep. last season. I think he really likes Auburn based on what I've been told. He's coming into town this weekend. Would not be shocked if any of these three guys popped and said that they're going to be an Auburn Tiger in 2024. Which of the three is most likely, in your opinion, which would you be least surprised to see pop this weekend? Ooh, probably, probably Skinner. I okay. think Skinner and then and then Carmona. And then Slackman would be my order. Okay. That'd be my order there. Very good. All right. So we're, we're both buying both of those. Last one. Let's look. Let's take a little bit of a peek ahead to the early signing day, which is Wednesday. 
Auburn flips at least two guys on early signing day. Yes. Yeah, buy. Uh, in fact, I'm most confident in that buy. Um, not because I have any inside info, but because I think that's I think the staff is really good at that. I think it's uh, one of the strong points, and I think there's a lot of momentum right now uh, with the way they're building the program, with the culture at yeah. Auburn in general. Uh, they've got a good NIL base. I'm yeah, I, I think that happens, no doubt. Yeah, I'm buying it too. I'm buying it too. I, I'm counting Cone Eccles as a flip. Yep, he was committed to Texas A&M. He is. He's technically uncommitted now, but yeah, I, I'm going to count that one as a flip. So if yep. we count Cone Eccles, I think so. I think the other one would be Amaris Williams, who's mm -hmm. a defensive lineman currently committed to Florida. Other candidates, KJ Bolden, the five-star safety, is committed to FSU. Sounds like um, Auburn is in the thick of it with him. In fact, I actually don't think FSU's a contender for him, despite him visiting there this weekend. I think it would either be Auburn or Georgia. Yeah. And then uh, LJ McCray. Five-star defensive tackle, Derek Brown comps, sign me up for him. But he's committed to Florida right now. I think Auburn's pushing hard. That list is incredible. We would have been yeah. thrilled two years ago for one or two of those guys, like to be in the mix with one or two um, at the end of the day. And now we're talking about legitimate chances. And that's those are just guys who could flip. That doesn't even mention the guys are already signed up. Again, it's right. it just it just makes you it just makes you giddy to think about the job that this staff is doing on the recruiting trail, the approach, yeah. the plan, the understanding of it all and the execution. It's really good. Yeah. And look, everything you just said about the Auburn coaching staff with the work ethic and the execution, you can say the same for our buddy, Ross Kilpatrick, the yeah. exit realty anchor South. Is that Hugh freeze? No, no, no. It's Ross Kilpatrick. It's Be sure why... to call him. Yeah. No, I was good. That's why I use the best people call him. What? They call him um, the handsome goat, I think. I don't know. You can call him at 334-402-0028. Serving the Auburn area with locations in Auburn, Opelika, Lake Martin, Fort Walton Beach. They've got you covered. Exit Realty, Anchor South. That's Ross Kilpatrick. Thank you so much for sponsoring by Cell. Let's talk a little hoops and a little six-pack action, Brad. Yeah, let's do it. Auburn basketball gets USC here Sunday. USC is 5-4. and four. They have lost two straight games. They lost to Gonzaga, and they have lost to Long Beach State in overtime. Their other losses are by 10 to UC Irvine and by two against Oklahoma. It's uh, Oklahoma's undefeated, so a two-point loss to Oklahoma doesn't look bad on your resume. Losses to Long Beach State and UC Irvine do look bad on your resume. Now, they have Bronny James. They have Dennis Rodman's son. They have Boogie Ellis, who scored 20-plus against Auburn last year in L.A. Uh, they have uh, Isaiah Collier, who was the, the number one recruit in the country last year. Actually, USC men's and women's team both signed the number one recruit uh, in the country, respectively, last year. So, talent, they've got it. They're still trying to put it all together. Auburn's not devoid of talent, and they have been playing really, really well of late. So, um, this, this is a game, Zach, where Auburn doesn't need more – like they don't need national credibility. They have that. Right. There's a price on Auburn's head now when, when the Tigers are on your team's schedule. It matters. With that said, all of the national attention on this game is going to be on USC. They're going to talk Bronny James. They're going to talk – 
Collier. They're going to talk Boogie. They're going to talk. Uh, it's it's all about the star power of USC. And I think I, BP. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Brad. Get, yeah. So Brian Harson, who we've brought up several times on the show. Yeah. His bio has a bunch of Idaho State stuff in it now. Well, his son is committed there. Is that it? I don't is know. That if all, that's is that it, all? It's but, it. But He's, I know his son is committed there. It's part of his bio, and then his oh, the the link that you can tie to your account is there. Yeah, is there like website? That's interesting. Okay, that'd be weird to do if it was just because of his kid, but. Maybe he's well, trolling. I, mean, he, I don't know. His pro, the the Twitter or X profile picture is just a cropped image of of him and his wife with his son. Uh huh. Um. In in Idaho State stuff. So, I, I by the way, I love that you just completely t boned, just absolutely ran through the intersection and and ran right through the basketball preview to mention that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't let you talk basketball ever. I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> Sunday's going to be a big game. There's no question about it. You, you didn't hear a word. You didn't hear a word. You put on your investigative reporting hat. I blacked out. Yeah. I blacked out for a second. My bad. <laughs> That's terrific. Um, all right. So Auburn plays USC Sunday at noon, and uh, we'll have a show Sunday night to talk about it. <laughs> Uh, since they tipped off against Indiana, I mean, small sample size, right? I mean, we're talking about two games yeah. here, but there are very few teams that have played better than Auburn over yeah. the last, last two games of, of, of college basketball. And it shows up in the little things like they're 32 of 38 at the free throw line. That's 84% over the last two games. Yeah. Three, three of their last four games, they have single digit turnovers. Um, I mean, they're like, they're averaging seven turnovers a game over the last four games. That's, that's stupid. I mean, that's really, really clean basketball. Uh, they're shooting well, three quarters of their, their, uh, makes against UNC Asheville were layups or dunks. Uh, they're just, you know, they're, they're really clean right now. The depth is on display. Um, it's mattering. Yeah. In games, and that's exactly what you want to see at this time of year, S improving a little bit every time out. And in balance, a huge part of this, too. I mean, mm -hmm. looking at the box score when there was like 10 minutes left to go, uh, when they were playing up in Huntsville against UNC Asheville, it's like everybody had seven points. Like the whole yeah. team had seven points. And I think so much of it has to do with things that we haven't seen over the past few seasons at Auburn is – Everyone, and I mean everyone, not everybody, but one or two players, but everyone is staying in their lane yeah. and comfortable doing their job. There's nobody that's trying to do too much. And I think Auburn's had the rosters to do that, but whether it was point guard play or maybe your particular small forward, they would want to do more than they probably should have. Mm -hmm. And to me, it seems like culturally, every box, the 11 guys that are playing, they're all on the same page. And I don't think we've had that probably since the final four run. And the word there's culture. And it's a really good point that you make that the staff sells culture. Yeah. Um, and, and that's why like a, a Jabari Smith, when he came in, Jabari could have said, I'm gonna play 38 minutes a game. I'm trying to score 30 points a game. I mean, he could have been a Ben Simmons type of product uh, production guy. Yeah. Right. Well, the problem was that LSU team didn't make the NCAA tournament. 
And mm -hmm. Jabari came in with a professional work ethic already and a professional approach to a team game. Right. And that was one of the reasons that he liked the fit at Auburn. And so, yeah, Auburn's had plenty of guys who could come in and say, I'm the star. It just wouldn't have, they wouldn't have been fits within the mm -hmm. culture. Denver Jones and Chaney Johnson are coming from places where they were the offensive firepower. Um, if they needed to take 20 shots in a game, the team would look to them to take those shots. They don't have to do that here. Auburn's assist to field goal rate is one of the highest in the country. Really unselfish, balanced team. No question. No question. Do, you, do they win? Do they win on Sunday? Or is this part of the six-pack? Yeah. It's part of the six-pack. Okay. Yeah. The, the don't answer that question yet. We we have a hodgepodge six-pack today. It's a It's a variety pack is what it is. And we're going to get into it right after I tell you about our friends at Manscaped. Manscaped.com, where you can go right now, use the promo code VICE, and get 20% off plus free shipping. A couple of days ago, I had a friend say, uh, hey, this villager just uh, used promo code VICE to order from Manscaped.com. I had uh, Barrett Rush 18 on YouTube. Barrett Rush 18 in the comments section had this to say. Okay. Make sure to use that manscaped or your spouse will be shipping your pants presents instead of handling them. And that's just not what you want. Wow. Um, think about it this way, Zach. You know what I love at Christmas time? <laughs> what do you love at Christmas time? I love sausage balls. It's a Christmas tradition at at my house. Sausage balls. Sure. The presentation of the sausage balls is absolutely vital. You don't want a nice helping of sausage balls presented to you, and then you look down and you find a hair. I mean, it just it it just turns your whole day ruins the whole negative. experience. Absolutely yeah. does. So, Manscaped can help you with that. Make sure that the presentation of your sausage balls this Christmas time is clean and positive for everybody. Get the new Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra, 20% off and free shipping by using the promo code VICE at manscaped.com. Please, let's get to the six-pack. All right, Village Vice six-pack. We're going to start with a little bowl action. You got like 20 bowl games Saturday. Okay. Seems like it anyway. Um, Not enough, by the way. Well, it's. I got to tell you, as a sports fan, tomorrow Saturday's loaded. You have NFL, you have some great college basketball games, and then you have these bowl games getting underway. Yeah. So the first of the bowl games I uh, want to talk about, two Auburn opponents are in action Ooh. Saturday. Not against each other, but they're in action. Cal takes on Texas Tech in the Independence Bowl okay. Saturday night. Texas Tech, a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Who do you like? I like Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like Cal. I'm going to do we were we were too similar in buy sell. So I am partial to all of these teams that Auburn played during the year. Sure. All but like one or two of them. I want them to win their bowl games. So uh, because that looks better for Auburn. So I'm going to go Cal. Okay. Got it. New Mexico State takes on Fresno State in the New Mexico Bowl. New Mexico State, a three and a half point favorite. I'll go to New Mexico State. I think they could beat anybody. Yeah, I do too. They're a super team. Yep. They should have. You know what? They should have been the fourth team. Hey, yep. they should have gotten consideration. I mean, if we're going to put teams with losses in the playoff, then let's do it. Okay. I'm with you. Three college basketball games uh, to mention. Again, there's like a dozen really intriguing games. 
Saturday, number two, Kansas goes to Indiana. Assembly Hall, Bloomington, 11.30 Saturday morning. I'm going to go with Kansas, but boy, it would be awesome for Auburn if Indiana won that game. I think they will. I think the way they play, Kansas is kind of tough and rugged, but I think Indiana can be too. And playing at home, I think they're going to be hungry. I think they'll score the upset. So I'll go Hoosiers on that one. I hope you're right. How about a top three battle in Indianapolis? Number one, Arizona. Number three, Purdue at 3.30 Saturday. Yeah, I'm going to go with Purdue here. I, I think Purdue's the better team. I think a lot of folks thought Purdue was the best team coming into the season. They haven't really done a whole lot to show that they're not. Mm-hmm. Tough battle with Alabama up in Canada um, last weekend. I think they come back, and, and, and I think they win in Indiana. It's going to be a home game for them, pretty much. So, yeah, yeah I'll, uh, I'll go with Purdue. All right, we agree on that one as well. Zach Eady, it's just, I mean, how do you shut him down? How do you even contain Right. What, what he can do. I don't know that you can. So, yep, I think Arizona gets their first loss. How about this one in Atlanta? North Carolina ranked number nine. Kentucky ranked number 14. Aaron Bradshaw has made a huge difference since joining the team. Played like 13 minutes in his first game. Scored three points in the loss against UNC Wilmington. Came back with a double-double in the second game that he's played this year against Penn. 17 points, 11 rebounds. Big seven-foot-one freshman. And uh, and I think he's the X factor in this game. Yeah, I'm going to go with Kentucky here. I, I think Kentucky's a lot better than we're acting like they are because yeah. I think they're better than we thought they would be. These freshmen are special. They're really, really good. And they've got role players like Reed Shepard that are turning into to stars throughout yeah. college basketball. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Kentucky. But man, it, it wouldn't shock me if North Carolina handled them too. But um, if I had to pick, uh, which yeah. is what we're doing, I'll, I'll go with the Wildcats. What about you? Yeah, I agree. I, I think Kentucky, because of your point, they're better. This is kind of the recruiting class. There have been a lot of heat on Calipari over the last two, three seasons. It's intensified. Yeah. And they've kind of pointed to this year, this freshman class. These are the guys. He's got five-star talent every year. It really is. It, it's. Uh, I think the criticism is probably warranted that they haven't won more with all the talent that they bring in every year. But – uh, this year, even more so. This was the highly regarded class that some argue is the reason that he was kept on, uh, just to see how this class would turn out. So, right. yep, I think they get it done against North Carolina. And our old buddy Jeff Lebo, who's an assistant on that North Carolina team. Oh, nice. And then our final game on the Village Vice six-pack Sunday basketball, Auburn against USC. I don't think it's a big deal that the students aren't in session. I think students will be there. I think the environment is still going to be one of the best in college basketball. And I just think Auburn is a better basketball team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the tickets, the ticket prices yeah. are crazy. It's like you're not yeah. getting in there for under 300 bucks. So. If you're going, uh, you better be invested. You better cheer. Uh, I don't care how old you are or whatever. You need you need to be pulling for the Tigers and be loud in Neville Arena. As far as as far as USC, like this is a team that beat Auburn a year ago, mm-hmm. and USC is better this year than they were a year ago. And mm-hmm. none of that really has anything to do with Bronny James. They've got a lot of dudes that can score from different yeah. parts of the floor. The USC Trojans do, but if Auburn plays their game as they typically do. In Neville Arena, they should win this game. So I'm taking the Tigers. Uh, they proved me wrong. I picked Indiana going into last weekend. Uh, I will pick Auburn this weekend. Yep, I, I like that a lot. Uh, turnovers, they're averaging, oh, about 15 or so turnovers a game. 
And Auburn has been really good of late at turning teams over way above yeah. their typical season rate. And as we know at home, uh, those turnovers turn into points. This is an Auburn team can turn a four-point game into a 14-point game in about sure. a minute and a half. Right. And I expect to see at least one of those kind of runs Sunday, and, and that'll be the difference. Uh, I love it. I love it. I, so, yeah, we really didn't disagree on that much other than just Cal and, and Texas Tech. Yeah, that's true. Once we got to basketball, we're on the same page. A lot of trash talking during those bowl games Saturday. We're just going to be lobbing haymakers at each other over over Saturday, first Saturday bowl games. Uh, I'm cool with that. I'll talk yeah. smack over anything. Brad, sure. we'll be back Sunday evening as we recap. Uh, I, I think we'll have some portal guys to talk about. And, of course, Auburn, uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll talk about an Auburn win against USC. But that does it for this show. It does. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Remember, everyone has vices. Make sure Village Vice is one of yours. Oh, 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 o